0: Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a post-match pint in association with Purity Ale. If you use the code hashtag VillaView, you will get 10% off everything Purity have to offer. And breaking news, was well, it's not actually breaking news at all because we put it on social media, but you will have a chance to win a case of Purity during this evening's show. So stay tuned if you fancy winning yourself some of their Villa cans. I'm joined by Neil the Doldrums Dunworth to discuss Aston Villa 1, Liverpool 3, a lesser Neil you shouldn't drink and tweet
1: well you shouldn't drink and you shouldn't be pissed off and you shouldn't be trying to do 40 things at once when you're trying to send a t- tweet but um yeah yesterday yesterday was a as, as i said i put out a tweet afterwards and i said you know what sometimes it's good to get a reality check when people say hey cop the fuck on excuse my language but essentially but essentially that's what the the twitter masses said and um that's nice to know. It's nice to know that people. People kind of realized that I was overly negative and um, kind of said, "Hey, pull yourself back off the ledge there, man, because you're 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 usually positive about things you that are. you say. So don't be don't be one of those guys. Don't be one of those guys." But yeah, but you'd swear I unlike it's but,
0: very unlike you. I can't obviously watched down. And I wouldn't to
1: mind, it. but it was they didn't even perform that badly. I was just annoyed at certain things. Um, about you, you really don't
0: a list of that, what, what felt like the whole team. At the, well, at the
1: time. I was okay, okay let's let, let's let's get into it because I, I put down Dinia and I knew I shouldn't have, and I was putting it down. And I was going, Oh, I'm just so annoyed at him getting rolled by that 17 year old when he telegraphed it. Um, and then I just went, No, this is it, Dinia's on my list, and John McGinn was on my list for for missing the header because uh, I just thought that that was just. It just looked comical, to be honest with you. Douglas Louise gave the ball away in the first half, and I went, well, I'm not over that. He's on my list. <laughs> I said, the halves couldn't defend Peter. said, they're on my list too. So that's just the way it was. That's the way it went. But um, no, I think overall, you know, as I said, there was a lot of green shoots in that game yesterday, but 280 characters certainly don't allow you to have a pros and a cons list the length that I was planning on having last night.
0: No, um, I, that's I for sure. surprised because <laughs> I was literally, I was walking into the i ten seventy four bar after, after the game with my dad, and I was saying, you know what? I feel relatively positive about that. We've lost, but I think there's some there's some negatives to take away for, for sure. There's things we could have done better, but also I felt like there, there was some positives to take away from the game. And then I saw your tweet and I was like, the game must have been different on, on Irish television to uh, to, 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 what, to what it wasn't, what it wasn't bit a part because Neil does not feel positive at all, but it's, it's good to be able to discuss these things because that's what football's that's about. It. It's about having opinions and, um, you know, mainly when you've got an opinion on Twitter, you, you, you get you get attacked if, if everyone thinks you're wrong and get called all the names under the sun, obviously, because we're mates, we didn't do that. But I respectfully disagreed, disagreed with your tweet after the game. You know, I watched Match of the Day last night. I've watched the highlights packages through the day. I genuinely think on another day, Villa, Villa could have quite easily won that game. They could have definitely taken taken a point from that game. I think they were unfortunate with conceding two deflections as well. Villa both hitting tie Mm Mings and going in. So on another day, I'm not saying Villa defended brilliantly because they didn't, but I, I do think Bailey has a better game and takes a couple of, couple of his chances, perhaps doesn't, doesn't miss kick them. I'm convinced that only happened because he was coming off my fantasy football bench. If he'd have been sat on a bench and wasn't coming on on fantasy football, I think he, he would have scored a couple of goals. Watkins probably gets another one on another day. And the I just row, I, I think, just yeah. think we, you know, it's encouraging that we're creating things against these teams, against an elite team like Liverpool, they albeit they've not been their best so, so far this season. I think we caught them on a day when they had most of their players fit, pretty much their. Their first choice back... Wait, well, it was their first choice back four there. They've got Alisson in goal. Probably their first choice midfield mm-hmm. three as well. I think probably without had a cup final tomorrow and had everyone fit, the only one that wouldn't have played was maybe Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Yeah, that, you know They've had injuries all season and we've caught them at a time when, it, when everyone seemed to be fit and, and they were clinical and you, you can't legislate for things like Trent's ball for the first goal. That, that is just a ridiculous pass that not many footballers are, are capable of. It's an unbelievable pass with the outside of his foot and that gets us off to a bad start and we're chasing the game, but I was largely encouraged by, by what, what I saw. As, as I say, I think, yes, we, we could definitely have defended better. I was surprised by how open we were, Neil. I think I was that expecting is. maybe a cross between the Brighton and the Manchester United games in terms of the way we defended. And it seemed to be a bit far the other way. We seemed very open and we seemed very easy to, to open up over mm-hmm. the top. And yeah, the defence and the, the centre-backs seemed exposed at times, I, I felt. That that was my main gripe with the game. I just, I just felt... Maybe we're a little bit too easy for Liverpool to play through. And again, Darwin Nunes has probably missed three or four good, good chances as well. You know, uh,
1: and have, I, and I think, lose. yeah, and look, I know that nobody here wants to see Robin Olsen in goals. Me, me on that list too, Um, because as I say, Amy Martinez is a better goalkeeper. And I think that we do like it just, just the, the confidence level just isn't there. But I don't think he was at a fault for, for much yesterday. And I think he saved some, some shots that, uh, the, 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 I think the Robin Olsen of Manchester against Manchester United would have probably left, let in like the Darwin Nunes volley after Kanza kicked it up in the sky for whatever reason. And, and Darwin Nunes takes it, takes it out of volley and, uh, he blocks that with his feet. And another day that goes in underneath his legs. Um, you know, there's a co- there was a couple of them that come to mind. The, um, when he makes a save from Darwin Nunes and it actually he makes a save, he can't hold on to it, and the cannon's back off Douglas Louise and then he's to make another save down to his near post as well. I thought that was a really good save um in the second half. But Look, it, the, the, what you mentioned there about our, our defensive setup, and that's what really kind of annoyed me towards throughout the whole game yesterday, is that I've seen those goals before. I've seen the goal of Virgil van Dijk scores because we have, we have Emmy Brindia marking him or John, McG- John McGinn marking the centre half of the back post. Yes. I've seen the fact that we concede an awful lot of, well, it seems like we, we, we give up the front post header. More often than not, and this is historically we've done that. It was you—you uh, you remember against Liverpool, um, Sadio Mane, um, Jonathan Kodje puts his foot up, and Sadio Mane stoops and heads the ball into the back of the net, and Liverpool win two-one when we were leading one-nil up until like five minutes to go. And little things like that have just are 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 they're continually happening to Aston Villa. I just don't think that we've got any control of our box. Goalkeeper obviously makes makes a difference for something like that as well. I think our two centre halves are very timid. They don't look for running and when you see somebody like Virgil van Dijk peeling off there um, what actually happens as well is the ball comes back to the back post Luke Dean gets ahead on it and he keeps the ball in instead of it going out of play at that stage it drops to Virgil van Dijk uh, sorry it drops to Salah I think who lays it back to Virgil van Dijk and then van Dijk sticks it in the back of the net obviously through a field of bodies but these goals, these kind of this unsure, haphazard, or hesitant defending, it happens to us quite a lot. And for the Salah goal at the start, look, what a fantastic ball by Trent Alexander-Arnold. And then that first time pass from, from Robertson. But you've got, you've got, look at Dean, you've got Mings, and I can't remember who the other person is that's there. And and Salah just literally walks in between the two of them, and neither of the two of them know he's there. It's that that kind of, that lack of awareness in the box catches us so, so much, and... I found that really frustrating, um, I really did, and then the third goal, nobody went to to Bacic and uh, he was able to take the ball to the side, actually the only person who went to him was Robin Olsen, and uh, there was two men on the line, so I, I actually didn't really have a problem with him coming out to it, but then the two men leave the line and one goes in under Tyrone Mings' legs, and, but the build up to that goal was Tyrone Mings with a misplaced clearance, It came out of the sky and he passed it to a Liverpool player, so like, we were kind of the masters of our own downfall for the goals. In in some ways, our attacking play was brilliant. I thought yesterday, I thought we were really good from 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 chance creation, but then we went and we kind of stood on the rake at the back at least once, if not twice. And I think that that was re- that was frustrating from from our defensive setup. And you could hear it in Una Emery's voice in in his in his uh, post match as well. He was frustrated. He. He, he more or less said that there was like it was individual, and it was tactical errors that kind of cost us yesterday. So, um, but hopefully, as I say, that we will be able to tire those out for um Spurs on New Year's Day, New Year's Day, yes, New Year's Day,
0: yeah. yeah. I, I think Snowflake makes it makes a decent point in the in, in, in the live chat. Hopefully, we can get that up on, on the yeah. screen now. But I see it there. The high line was a little bit bizarre because you've got a goalkeeper that. He's pretty stuck to his line, I would say, Olsen. And when he does come, he's very hes- hesitant. I don't think he was particularly at fault for any of the goals yesterday, Robin Olsen. I think his main problem is, is that he's not Amy Martinez. <laughs> that's it. That, that, that's, that's the biggest problem. But when you've got a goalkeeper who's a little bit nervy, it affects those that are in front of the goalkeeper and it affects the crowd behind yeah. him as well. And then the crowd affects him and he becomes even more antsy. So though he made some good good saves, and I don't think he was at fault for any of the goal any of the goals, I do think there's just that that element of ner- nervousness about him, about the crowd, and about the players in front of him as well when, when he plays, which is a problem. Easy problem. I mean, hopefully, you know, you don't have to rely on your number two for any long period of time. But the fact, fact still remains. I think he's played three and a half games now for Villa, Four fourteen, 14 quarters, goals. Yeah. It's, it's it's a lot of goals, and you you can't short that down and say it's a coincidence because because it isn't you know it's, it's happening because of the change mm. of goalkeeper in in the main so i was saying i don't want to dig him out and as i said i don't think he was bad yesterday but he ha- he doesn't have the same uh... The word I'm looking at this presence, I, I, the presence yeah. that Martinez has. It and and affects the whole stadium, affects the whole ground, it affects the I agree,
1: I agree. And and like you expect a goalkeeper of 31 years of age, I think, is here 32 years of age. I don't know. Maybe I might be doing him a disservice. an experienced goalkeeper. An experienced goalkeeper who's won the Swedish goalkeeper of the year seven years in a row, and he barely came off the bench for, for Aston Villa last season, you know. So you expect him to have a small bit more about him. Put it this way: if Philip Marshall had stood in goals yesterday and had the performance of Robin Olsen. We'd be here rubbing our hands together and kind of going, "This guy's only twenty. Fair play Yeah, but Robin Olsen should have a bit more about him than a twenty-year-old making his for- making his debut in the Premier League. Like we were behind the eight ball, we ca- we had to start him. Like there was, a, a, I would have been really surprised if if uh, Philip Marshall had started this game, um, barring Robin Olsen having a knock which he was supposed to have, but we were kind of behind the eight ball. We all knew it. We could all see it coming from like two, three weeks out as, as Argentina began to progress. And I know, I know myself and Paddy and our podcast were talking ourselves into, well, maybe he take, maybe Emmy takes the Stevenage game and, you know, but it, it didn't work out. And, as I say, he's probably he's going to be back for Spurs. Uh, potentially back for Spurs. It was, it was very kind of vaguely worded,
0: is it? He'll be he'll be yeah. back for Spurs. I, think, I mean, I you look at. You, I've just watched a Manchester United game, and obviously France didn't win, so there's no there's no celebrations. Yeah. They lost the final, but you know Varane's come out and played when he's probably not fully fit, probably mentally not in the in in the right state. But they needed him because they had a sickness bug. He, he might probably wouldn't have played yeah. had Manchester United Manchester United not been ravaged by a sickness bug. He's gone there and he, he's helped his team. But I guess they did. if France had won, he probably wouldn't have played for, for, for them tonight. He probably wouldn't have been back. The problem has been for Villa is that Argentina won the World Cup and they go and have their all their celebrations in, in their own country, obviously, as you would bedlam in, in, in Argentina. And and we've lost him for an important and, game. And,
1: and another thing as well is if Emi Martin is, if it was France that won, France is an our journey to, back to England. Yeah. Argentina is a day's travel. You know, as well. So there's there's there is I think a small bit in that in the in the logistics of the whole situation. And the sooner we get teleportation sorted out the better, I think, for international in this, day and, in football the, football.
0: In this day and age. Gotta gotta got got have been sorted by now. And absolutely oh, disgraced yeah. that this still hasn't happened in nearly it's nearly twenty twenty three. And worst, the, worst how how long have they
1: been doing it in T V? You know, if it's someone's holding it back somewhere along the line.
0: How long's how long's Doctor Who been going on? I don't know. I, 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 did they even do teleportation in Doctor Who? I don't, I don't think I've ever watched it. I'm not, I, I'm not sure. Should have a quick a quick a quick interruption to say we have got a competition tonight to win a case of Purity with their new Aston Villa third shirt branding. Just as Neil drinks a drink that is not Purity. Ooh, what's this? There we go. So you can win a case of the new Purity third kit for you and and for a friend apparently as well. I did I didn't know that. All you've got to do is follow the Villa View. Follow Purity, tag the Villa View and tag Purity on Twitter and take a photo basically of us on the screen mm. to prove that you're watching the show. To so take a photo and then you'll be able to, to have a chance of, of winning it. We'll choose a winner by the end of tomorrow. I hope that made sense. It barely made sense in, in my head and I didn't know what was going on. Neil, are oh, you posing for a photo? I I thought you were frozen. No, no. We have enough issues on the Villa View. We don't need people <laughs> pretending to be frozen now. That, that, that's the last thing that we need. Right, so yeah, give yourself a chance of winning some Purity. And obviously, thanks to Purity for offering that and continuing to sponsor yeah. us. Purity back is to lovely. the game. Yeah, I back to you, the game. You used to be able to get it over here in Ireland before no, no, as well. he's very upset about not being able to get it in Ireland. Neil. So, come on, Purity. Sort yourselves <laughs> out. Teleport some cans over to Neil yeah. if, you can, if you can, please. Nil-nil, Villa had a, a big chance with, with, with Ollie Watkins. He went through, well, through not a big chance, but you know, he, he went through one-on-one. He, he obviously scored. He's had another ruled out for offside, which was, was a nice finish. But he's take some stick on social media because he hasn't put every single chance in the back of the net that, that he's had on, on the match day, which is just the way social media works. Took his goal really, really nicely, Oli Watkins. It was the header from the McGinn cross. That I think we were 1-0 down at that point. It was the header from the McGinn cross. I felt like he should have he should have done a bit better with, with, with that one. What a cross from John McGinn, by the way. Yeah, I brilliant. thought John McGinn was better yesterday, in my opinion. I think that hybrid wide slash central midfield role actually really suits John McGinn's game. Mm. He gives the ball away. Yes, his passing not his strongest suit. He got, but, you know, Luis, who's passing, is his strongest suit. He gave the ball away yesterday as, as well. But Watkins did miss a few chances, as did Leon Bailey. With January coming round, probably thinks that Unai Emery is going to be in the market for a striker.
1: Well, I think I thought it was really <clears throat> I thought it kind of showed the the gold rush as such for players is gonna start is gonna happen quickly, I think, in January. You know, the way we've heard previously, oh teams find it difficult to get somebody in in January. Well Wolves have signed happened. a Wolves signed a player on loan and have committed to paying forty million for him in the summer. Um Liverpool have gone and signed Cody Gakpo. Uh like there's a there's a chase on for Marcus Turam at the moment, which apparently we're a part of. So you know, I don't think there's going to be too much kind of sitting on our hands with regards to this. I expe- I, I would have expected a couple of games, maybe after the Stevenage game or something like that, we might kick into gear. Maybe potentially even going on to after the, the Leeds game, we might kick into gear. But I think that the recruitment team are going to have to be hot on their toes because the big teams are circling and the World Cup has made teams kind of, I suppose, take stock of what they have at the moment mid-season which has been something that, not, that they don't usually get an opportunity to do and uh, I think there's going to be business to be done but like you say, um, Dan uh, I'm, it's funny at the start of the season I would have said oh, we need another midfielder and as the year has gone on, and I think this tactic that, that Una Emery has brought in I'm kind of confident in our midfield at the moment. So I'm confident enough there. Obviously if someone goes out if Coutinho does go to Flamengo or to Corinthians or whoever it is that's linked with him. If he does go, I think we will need to replace him. But I'd be more impo- I'd be more interested in bringing in defensive replacements and an attacker, a, a, an out striker, I think, as well, um, which is really interesting because at the start of the season, I didn't really feel... Yes, I thought we might have needed another striker, but I, I would have thought that Ings or Watkins would have been able to do do the business first and would, would have staked a claim to be our main striker. But I think if somebody comes in in January, they could immediately make a stake a claim to be our main striker with the other other guys playing cameos. And that's that's a big question I think that needs to be asked at the moment is, Danny Ings obviously scores three or four goals, um, in a short or two or three goals should I say in a short period of time, and he gets what ten, fifteen minutes yesterday. You know, I think yeah, I think that's tactical, isn't
0: it? I think it is. Danny Ings is a player for certain games. I think Ernie Emery, in fairness, and I think he's correct to this. This is exactly what I do. Just, just, again, just my opinion. So Decided, only Watkins and Leon Bailey probably a little bit more direct would cause Liverpool a bit more trouble in transition, and I, I would yeah. go along with that, and I would I, I would agree with that. Unfortunately, they've both had a, a not great day in front of in front of goal, albeit Watkins has ended up on the scoresheet, but Bailey had another day. I think he, he takes those yeah. chances I, I Those I would say. chances
1: were poor like if it's... both those chances fall to Jacob Ramsey Jacob Ramsey well, scored two goals. I was
0: going to say that Jacob Ramsey is probably one of our better finishes and I think it's probably overlooked that yesterday we were missing Jacob Ramsey, I've not seen it mentioned mm-hmm. too many times, he's a big player for us especially with what Unai Emery is trying to do as well Jacob Ramsey will be a massive player for Villa in the second half of the season, you saw how good he was against Manchester United because he was getting involved in the game which is what we weren't seeing under, under Stephen Gerrard because basically the system hamstrung him and it wouldn't let him, but he was Heavily involved in that Manchester United win and was was brilliant. I think he got a goal and an assist that day. He was missing, and I think in transition, I think he'd have really caused Liverpool Liverpool problems. Now we caused them problems any, anyway. We've caused ourselves problems at times defensively, but going forward, we did get at Liverpool. I think we we spoke about it in the preview. I think. Fabinho looked a bit off the pace again for Liverpool, I would say, and I think we, we got at him and found it easy to break through him as the, as the last midfielder and get at Liverpool's back four. They didn't enjoy coming up against Watkins and and, and Bailey, I don't think, too, too much Liverpool. And as I have said on another day, I think we might have scored a, a couple of goals. The bit that surprised me was we're 2-1 two, two down, so we've got ourselves back in the game. We then had 10 minutes where we were piling it on. Mm. Liverpool could not get out. They kept trying to clear their lines and we kept recycling the ball, getting it back, keeping it moving, making chances. Kamara was a massive part of that. I thought he was brilliant yesterday. He just kept winning the ball back. He's so good in tight spaces. His passing's good as well. He looks the real deal in in midfield, Bubakal Kamara. I think for a free transfer, Villa won't do many bits of better business ever because he's going to be a fantastic footballer and the time comes for him to leave and he'll go somewhere big. Villa will make a huge, huge profit, but obviously I want him to stay and do well. So for 10 minutes, Villa really laid it on Liverpool and I felt like we're going to get back into this game here. We look really good. Then that pressure subsided and Liverpool started to come back into it. We didn't make the changes. We didn't change anything and Liverpool go on and they get the third and then inevitably a bit, a bit poor Lambert. We make the subs when we're 3-1 down. So they've got no time to, to impact the game, That those subs, there was nothing they could really do. That would be a gripe I had yesterday, that we we didn't make the subs after that period had subsided mm. because we needed to make a change at that point because we didn't score when we were on top. A little bit like in the first half, I think we've had two major spells in that game, one in the first half, one in the second half. and We didn't get that critical goal at that point that would have got us level. And again, football matches are very much one in moments and in that pivotal moments yesterday, Didn't get the ball over the line.
1: That's true. Yeah, for sure. And and you know, I thought Bundy had a very had a good first half. Um, and I thought he ran out of steam early in the second half, which is disappointing because he's somebody who really needs to, you know, he needs to start grabbing his position. And this game, and this game particular for him, he needed to grab it by the scruff of the neck and show that he could be that wide left player that Aston Villa. Not that they're looking for, but to you know. There's been a lot of questions, 38 million he's come in for. He hasn't really solidified a place within this team. He hasn't tore up trees since he's been here. And I was just, uh, he looked like he was out on his feet. Great endeavor and effort, don't get me wrong. He always but works hard. He always does. And he he cares. That's a big thing about him is he really cares. And you can see it on the field. But I thought maybe around seventy minutes it would I would have been one hundred percent okay with John McGinn, Brundia, and Leon Bailey all being whipped at that stage because I thought they had enough done. Maybe bring on an Ings, bring on Dendonker, put him into the middle of the park, maybe change up the formation a small bit. Whatever you want to look at it, I don't it's it's hindsight, so you can like you're always gonna have different answers in hindsight. But like you, as I say, that ten minute uh, situation was 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 very important and, and Liverpool actually reacted to it because they brought on Naby Keita and Harvey Elliott uh for Thiago and Alex La- Alex Oxlade yeah and then in the 79th minute they took off Trent and they took off Jordan Henderson as well because we were going at Trent Alexander-Arnold with Bailey um or we were going at as at, at, as uh Andy Robertson but we were trying to isolate Watkins on Trent Alexander-Arnold we got the goal from from that uh from, from that cross you know they say from from um Douglas Louise. So the in-game reaction was really good from Liverpool. It's not anything I don't think it's anything to panic about, obviously. Una Emery is known for in-game substitutions, halftime substitutions, turn around. And exactly. That's what I was gonna say. That's why I was surprised it didn't happen in this game. And I'm sure if you if he had that back, he would definitely, definitely do it.
0: But if you take the positives away from that ten minutes. I, feel like I haven't had many periods in games where they've absolutely dominated like, like that and, and looked a very good footballing side. Even though we lost yesterday, and again, I do think the line was perhaps a bit high, and we were perhaps a little bit too easy to to open up. But I still I can see what we're trying to do. I can see that there's a, a patterns of play now. I can see that there's a style of football. So we've we've lost a game, but we're coming away from it talking about yes. oh, well, we had this chance. If, if this had happened, maybe we would have won a game. You know. We've been losing games, doing absolutely nothing at the start of the season. Even though we've lost, I can still see see that they've actually worked on something through the yep. week, and that's you know sometimes that's all all I need to say to, to be happy is to, obviously I want us to win yes, but I know that they're working, I know that they're trying to do things. And Mings spoke after the game and said we we're, we're not there yet, we're not. We're not at the level we need to be at for, for this manager and being able to play his way. It takes time. I think, obviously, we won the first two games as well, which almost makes a rod for your own back because you've done so well in those first two games. You've immediately raised raised the standards, but you also end up raising the expectations of, of the fan base. Villa were, Villa were far from poor yesterday. I, th- I thought Villa were good. And yeah. I think Jurgen Klopp said after the game as well, this, be a tough, this is a tough place to come. And it's going to get tougher under under this manager. That's not word for word what he said, but he said something along those lines. Jurgen Klopp, and I think you could you could say Liverpool Liverpool were in a game. I think Jurgen Klopp will be happy with that three points because he knows it quite easily could have could have gone the yeah. other way. But there was there was lots to like about Aston Villa. Now.
1: There was, and and I had a couple of Liverpool. I had one Liverpool supporting mate that messaged me yesterday, and he said. It was, it was an entertaining game to watch. It could have been 4-4 and if it was 4-4, nobody would have been, would have given up. First half hour
0: flew by in the ground. I couldn't, I I was like, 27 minutes has gone. I remember saying to my dad, 27 minutes has gone. That's absolutely flown by because it was, there was some really good football in there. It was an entertaining game. It was Mm -hmm. full throttle. Absolutely. And, and as you say, we did do, we did did do some really good things.
1: And when we attacked, you mentioned there about the, about the, you can see the identity for attack and so on and so forth. Um, We attacked through the middle, we attacked in the left, we attacked in the right. And it wasn't always about just feeding the wingers. It was about... Um, it was about trying to make that passer, trying to trying to look for a runner from midfield as well. So you know, Bundia was coming in central. John McGinn was coming in central when he needed to, he needed to. So if Bailey took the ball out wide, wide right, coming from that central striker position or that two in the striker position, should I say, McGinn was taking up that role, kind of cutting inside for that uh, underlap, if you want to, if that even is the the, the the phrase for. But you know, so little things like that. We weren't always looking to go wide, get it down to the byline, and then cross it in which is extremely frustrating under Steven Gerrard. Um so yes, you can definitely see a, a um you can definitely see a, a an identity coming there. You can definitely see people uh, people are doing what they're supposed to be doing or what they're being asked to do. Um at least I hope that's what we're seeing on the field, but we're seeing something different than we saw in the first uh, first 10 or 12 games of the season and uh, hopefully that uh that morphs and that kind of tends to evolve then over the next next few games this year
0: as well. Yeah, I don't think it was as tactically interesting for Villa as it was in that Manchester United game at Villa Park. There was loads of little things that I noticed in that game. But I, I don't feel like our game plan or the way we play maybe changed in, in, in the Liverpool game. I, th- I think it was pretty much the same tactics all, all the way through. There's a lot of people obviously talking about Watkins in the, in the live chat at the moment, as as you would, because, you know, he, he did miss chances. But yeah, I want to give him some credit because, one, he is getting in the positions. And again, not every striker can get in the position. Some strikers might be able to finish better than him, but they won't actually get in the positions that he gets in in the first place. So for, positive for him, he's getting himself in the positions. Mm. So I think his hold at play was pretty good in that game again. I think he brings, he, he's bringing people into the game well, and people can knock him for his first touch all, all their like. But there was a couple of difficult situations he found himself up against Virgil van Dijk, up against Mateep yesterday, and he'd hold the ball up. And he'd get us higher, higher at the pitch. He'd hold on to it and he'd lay it after someone and Villa would get on the attack. I don't think it was all bad from, from Watkins yesterday. He's missed a couple of chances, yes. He's not he's not the world's greatest finisher and he, he does miss chances. But he did an awful lot of good yesterday in that game as well.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think he's finished for the first one that was offside. I still think there's no, not one person in this chat or... Are- on the internet today would have any inkling that they were offside for that goal when they when they ran through um, obviously when you've the opportunity to put the lines there and the field and stuff you can see it and 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 it did look it, it looked uh, you know half a foot offside or whatever but that run was brilliant and that finish that finish was absolutely was a, that was a lethal
0: I've just I've just said about his finishing being a little bit erratic that was a lethal finish
1: that finish was brilliant the header that he scored from was brilliant um, in, in the first half, that one that you mentioned in the first five, just before they actually scored, where that ball drops to him, um, I thought that was a really difficult finish, and I thought that was a really difficult shot to take, and I wasn't surprised that, that it was a tame shot. The one for me yesterday that he missed was the header, yeah. and I think it, it was still a difficult chance, but, you know.
0: <clears throat> it's good positioning from Alisson, actually, because he's headed it down as well. He has headed it down in his defence. Yeah. But I felt it's... like he managed to take the sting out of the cross, if that makes sense. We like we see those scored
1: against us, you know. That's that that's kind of what it, where where why I'm kind of smiling, wryly Here, it's one of those ones that we see a striker would put it in the back of the net. Like, um, you know, that could be something like a ball comes like that to I don't know, Eze. And we're playing against Crystal Palace, and he gets his header on target, and it goes in the bottom corner, but it never really comes off for Aston Villa. And yeah, I'd like to, and I think he would like to have that back again, and maybe go. I don't even know if he needed to go go at it with his head, but um, he did, and and it didn't go in. But that was the one I thought that he could have done a small a bit better with. Um, but once again, Allison's positioning was good. So um, yeah, like if he finishes that first one, it wasn't offside. Uh, we're looking at that and we're going, oh, my God, what a brilliant finish. And where did that come from? But hopefully he he continues to get better. I do think, regardless of what happens with him over the next few games, that another striker will be coming into I the team. I, I don't think uh, and I think, I think that's paramount. I
0: don't think it's to replace him. I think it's to play with him. Yeah. yeah Bailey so moves, moves back into perhaps a, a, wide, a wide position. I, I, think, I think there'll be a striker to play with Watkins and there'll be options and there'll be different players play different games. In, I don't think Ings would have suited that game. I get that Ings is the better finisher. I've got I've got no qualms with that. Ings is a better finisher yeah. than Niall Watkins. But all-round game, especially against the big teams. And I remember in the Manchester City game at home as well, I thought he was told at to play was brilliant. When you're yeah. playing against these big teams, where, where you're having less of the ball, and sometimes you do need someone to make it stick. I think that side of his game is, is overlooked a little bit. People hammering for his touch. I didn't see much much of that yet, yesterday. Sometimes his football intelligence can be questioned. Yeah, but he's he's hold at to play. He's pretty he's pretty good. For me, I thought there was a couple of examples of it yesterday. If you to watch that game back ninety minutes, you'd see a couple of examples of excellent hold of play for for a striker, easing the pressure on his on his team and bringing yeah. people into play and setting attacks off. You know, it's not it's not all bad, and it's the same same with Villa. We've lost three ones to Liverpool. Liverpool are a great side. It's probably ten of their first choice eleven, as I said at the, at the start of the show. It's not all, not all misery. And Unai Emera has won two of his first three games. You know, six points from those games that we've played: Manchester United at home, Brighton away, Liverpool at home. 6 yeah. points is a is a pretty good return now.
1: I I think so too. I think so too. And and I I think, you know, deep down in my heart and soul like I I said that it was going I thought that we would get a one all draw out of this. Um and as the game transpired what happened was I always felt Aston Villa were going to be punching upwards in this game and uh we had a chance, we had a free shot in this game and we had a chance to uppercut them a couple of times and we didn't take it and that's that, that. Getting back, I suppose to to my uh, ill fated tweet. I think that's really the, the the underlying part of it was that I suppose you know we we don't get games or chances like that where we play so well and then we undo ourselves in certain situations and and I think that was frustrating. But but as you say, you know, to get six points from those three games is is quite a good return. You've got Spurs at the weekend. Um then we've winna, got... Winna, uh, winnable game, in my uh, opinion. I think I think it is. Uh, although it is away from home. Um, then we've got uh, Leeds and we've got Wolves and Leeds and Stevenage in between. Um, so I'm thinking that, you know, we should be going, going home. We've got Leicester in there somewhere as well. Um, so I'm thinking that we can get some points in the up-and-coming games. But the transfer market is going to be huge for us. But actually, before we even... If, if we are going to go or if we're going to talk about the transfer market uh, for the next few minutes... One thing I will say about going back to the positives, um, the emergence of Caden Young, he made the bench again yeah. um, this weekend. And I thought that there was a very, very high likelihood that potentially he might have come on if, if Buendia got injured and when Buendia went down. Um, I thought he might come on there. Obviously, Coutinho did come on in that instance, and 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 he's coming back from injury as well. But Caden Young's obviously made a huge, huge impression on Unai Emery. And uh, while he's only 16 years of age... You know Ridiculous. that's that's huge. That's huge to to be sitting on the bench against Liverpool, um, and your first real opportunity to to potentially make have some meaningful minutes in the Premier League. And I wouldn't be surprised if he starts the game against Stevenage, or if he plays a good decent part of the game against Stevenage. And that must be huge for him.
0: Yeah, I think he's probably not there if Ramsey's fit would be my my yes, thing. But we, don't, we don't we don't know how long Ramsey's going to be out for. Or, or me personally, I don't know. How long Ramsey's going to be out for? I've not, I've not seen how how long he's going to be out for. Hopefully he's back soon because I, I really think he's going to be pivotal for us. Jack Jacob Ramsey. But yeah, it's, it's, often a new manager will come in and they'll identify someone from the under twenty threes or the under twenty ones, whatever it's called nowadays. They'll identify someone who's been absolutely nowhere near it. No one, no one's spoken about them breaking into the first That'd team from right nowhere. You. That that player comes in and he's suddenly, suddenly on the bench. I think that happens quite often yeah. when when a new manager takes over. So it will be interesting to see how he develops. That probably just about does us. But before we go, don't forget, if you are watching the show and you fancy winning a case of Purity, quickly take a photo of your device that you're watching it on. T- tag the Villa View and tag Purity in the tweets. Follow both. Send that picture on Twitter and you'll be able to have a chance of winning a case of Purity and we'll announce the winner tomorrow. Hopefully that made some kind of sense because again... I'm not sure I explained it the best at all. Neil, thanks ever so much for being a good sport and joining me t- today. We've all been there with the tweets. I think I once did a tweet comparing Yakuba Silla to Patrick Vieira. So we've all done we've we've all done we've, we've all done tweets before now. We've, we've, we've all done. I don't. Don't, don't die on the show now. We've we, we've all had, t- had tweets before after 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 a few uh, beers or, or Guinnesses now. So yeah, you're not you're <laughs> not alone. We've all got tweets that we look back and regret. We'll be back for a match preview ahead of the Spurs game either Thursday or Friday. At this point, I've got absolutely no idea at all what day it is. As is usually the case at Christmas, if you fancy tuning into Sky Sports News in the morning to watch paper talk, I will be on reviewing the morning's paper. So yeah, if you, you want to watch me on Sky Sports News, please do. It'd be excellent to have your support now you got anything coming up that you want to plug no just the same old okay. ding dong i'll be doing always previews, on the podcasts
1: previews post views team sheet tantrums if you guys don't um, watch the team sheet tantrum they're a bit of crack and they're not a tantrum as such that was the ironic that's a, name. that's after we came, the game yeah that that was the ironic name we came up with when dean smith was in charge because everybody had a problem with dean smith's uh team sheet uh regardless of who was playing and so there was always going to be a tantrum so um, yeah, that's that's really it. At the moment just back into and glad to have football back because yeah. you you don't know how much you miss it and how much of you know doing podcasts takes up a bit of time and uh, it's nice to be able to come on and chat to people and to and to talk and see people in the comments and stuff like that and chat to the, chat to yourself you know so it's uh, yeah it's great to have it back and and long may I continue you know from here until
0: the end of May. It's great to be back at Villa Park. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. we didn't get the result we wanted, it was again, great to see people. I liked the little light show at the, at the beginning that the, they did, actually. I say light show. I, l- I use that term very, very loosely. That had, had some fl- flicking lights <laughs> and, and music playing, but I, but I enjoyed that at the time. Enjoyed seeing people, enjoyed being back at Villa Park. Did not enjoy the cold at all. So, yeah, back for a match preview sometime before the Spurs game. Thanks ever so much for watching. Thanks to Neil. Thanks to Adam and up the Villa.